in today's show. Let's catch up on all of the injury news across the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And make sure you are checking out your favorite team's Locked On Podcast. So what we're doing in today's show is just looking across injuries. Injury news, guys coming back, what what we make of it, what that means for fantasy. So no more talking. Let's get straight into it. And let's start with the Atlanta Hawks. Um, I didn't put Anekar Kongwu on this list. I probably should have. He's out until January. That's, that's yeah, that is what it is. We uh, we hope that he comes back and takes that backup role back off Gorgie Jing. But at the moment, DeAndre Hunter missed the last game with a non-COVID illness. He should be fine to go in a game or two. His production hasn't been great to start the year. I am still holding him. Um, and the illness doesn't change that. And the Italian cock, Danilo Gallinari. Hands off my cock! Um, hasn't played a game yet. He's got a, a, a sore shoulder. He's always got something going on with his body. There's no need to have him in any 12 or uh, 14 team leagues. Let's go to the Celtics. Good news. Al Horford, who missed the last game, has been upgraded to probable with an adductor strain. He's been playing at an absolutely fantastic level. He is a must-roster player across all leagues, while Romeo Langford is still listed as questionable with that calf issue. Um, Langford, Richardson, Neesmith, Pritchard, all those guys are sort of fighting for that ninth, 10th man in the rotation role. So there's very little fantasy value there. The other thing to watch with the Celtics, I guess, is Jalen Brown's knee, who, yeah, it is hurting a bit. It's probably going to cost him some time at some point during the year, um, but not nothing uh, for him on the injury report at this stage. For the um, Charlotte Hornets, PJ Washington Jr. is dealing with a knee injury. Maybe that's why he's sucked so badly to start this year. He's already been ruled out of their next game. Or Terry Rogier is doubtful for that next game on Tuesday. So not a great start for Rogier. You are absolutely holding Rogier. But I had plenty of doubts about Rogier heading into this season just because of his extraordinary mid-range shooting jump. I don't think that he's going to be consistently injured like he is now. But I am a little bit worried that he doesn't get back to what he did last season, but we're holding for now. As for PJ, I just don't like the role with how well Miles uh, Miles Bridges is playing. Mason Plumlee's there. Washington's performances haven't been good. I think his upside's not high enough that if you need that roster spot and he's out, he's missed the last two with this knee problem. Uh, If you need to get someone in there, I, I don't think there's any problem with dropping him. For the Bulls, they're relatively healthy, except for Kobe White, who's still probably a couple of weeks away. Um, I'd say mid-November for that shoulder issue. Um, White's not going to be a 12-team or probably 14-team league guy. How that impacts, say, the minutes of Alex Caruso will be interesting. It probably won't, but it could because they're both going to be guards coming off the bench. What it might do is it might reduce Pat Williams's minutes a little bit more and definitely impact someone like a Javante Green. In fact, Green probably, you would assume, him or Troy Brown will be the guy to uh, exit the rotation. 
for the Pistons, Cade Cunningham. We're still waiting. We're still waiting on this debut for Cade. Yes, you absolutely hold him. I've had people ask me, hey, if I'm going to drop Cade. No, you don't. You just hold on to him. Uh, I would expect that by this weekend, Cade is playing. That's not based on anything you know, concrete or anything like that. That's just a guess there. Well, Jeremy Grant, he missed the last game with an elbow infection. Nothing is indicating that that's serious at all. Um, obviously, that boosted the value of Kelly Olynyk in the last game, and it helped out Isaiah Stewart as well, which is just holding Grant. Maybe it's one or two more games. And again, I, I think by week three, we'll have both Cade and Jeremy Grant running at full speed, would be my guess. On to the Golden State Warriors. They're missing Jonathan Kaminga with a knee injury, James Wiseman with his knee injury, and of course, Clay Thompson with his Achilles injury. Now, I, I think that you know, Wiseman is out. Well, I think he's out a, a long time. I think we've got another you know, five, six weeks maybe for Wiseman to return. I don't think Thompson is back until January, with my guess. Kaminga's out probably at least the rest of this week, but he's not going to be a rotation piece anyway. If you are holding Thompson and you've got other guys to slide into your IR, he's a clear drop. If you are holding Wiseman, and you've got other guys to slide into your IR slash IL. He's a clear drop. I just don't see them being valuable enough to take up those IR spots while you wait for other guys uh, to return. Let's look at the Indiana Pacers. We got some news on Karis LeVert today, which is good. Um, we don't know exactly when he's back, but they did say that it will be, or it appears like he'll be back soon. He is doing, um, he's pre-practiced on Tuesday. So the hope is that he might be back maybe by the weekend, maybe early next week. I think by week three, you should expect um, yeah, Karis LeVert back. No updates at all on TJ Warren. I've got no idea what's happening there. I'm, I'm thinking Christmas, but I don't know. He's just a notoriously slow healer, which is just unfortunate for the bloke. Um, and yeah, he's, uh, he's not ready to come back at this stage. If you are sweating over the return of TJ Warren, Maybe you need some sweat block. Sweat block is the doctor created and doctor recommended formula to help people who suffer through excessive sweating. We've got plenty of sweat block products in this house. We love it. We love using it. You can use it everywhere. And when I say everywhere, you can use it everywhere. Don't just have to be under your arms or on your back. It can be everywhere. You're cracking your sack as well. Sweat block helps with all of these problems. You don't want that embarrassment of having pit stains and dark sweat marks or anything like that. Um, you get the wipes, you wipe them on before you go to bed, you wake up the next morning, you have your shower, you're off to work, and it covers you for up to seven days. So you can get Sweatblock now for 20% off by using the promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com. They're also available at Amazon and CVS, but hey, save that 20%. Go to sweatblock.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. Okay, let's go on to the next team that we're going to cover here, and that is the LA Clippers. No real positive news on Serge Ibaka and his back. He doesn't really have a timetable. I don't think... Look, Serge is not, I don't think, a 12-team league guy. He's definitely not a hold player. Um, he's going to have an impact on yeah, Hartenstein, who's, again, putting up numbers, uh, and Zubats, who had a pretty solid game in that blowout against the Blazers yesterday. Um, but, yeah, at this point... It's a little bit of a worry, given how you know, much it cost him last year. Marcus Morris sat out last game for knee-resting, strengthening purposes. His knee has been a problem for the last two years. He's older. 
He's not playing well. He is not a 12-team must roster player either, Marcus Morris. I would expect games on and off for that knee problem as we move forward. Of course, we know Kawhi Leonard's out for the rest of the season, or basically the whole season. And then Keon Johnson has missed most of the year so far with an illness non-COVID related. So hopefully uh, he gets back soon, but he's not a part of the rotation. The Lakers, it's a giant list. Let's start with LeBron James. It's a fucking goat outside. It's just a goat. No, it's a fucking goat. LeBron hurt himself in that game against the Grizzlies. He was initially listed as questionable with an ankle problem. That was upgraded to probable. And then I wake up this morning and it's been downgraded to questionable. That is not ideal. Um, hopefully, it looked bad at the time. He looked like he was in serious trouble. He got up, he played through it. Let's hope that it hasn't really blown up and there is some problem here. I am uh, nervous about this one for LeBron. Kendrick Nunn's got a couple more weeks with that knee injury. He's not going to be a 12-team league guy or probably even 14-team leaguer, but he will be a rotation player. Ariza's is a long way away with that ankle issue as well. We're talking multiple weeks here for, for Trev, probably yeah, months even. I wouldn't expect him back until December. And then Horton Tucker probably looking at late November, I guess, with his thumb injury. Well, Wayne Allington is questionable, so he might be available to make his season debut. What that does for Austin Reeves, Malik Monk, Rajon Rondo, Avery Bradley, even DeAndre Jordan remains to be seen. I'd love for them just to throw Allington into the starting lineup and start, kids, cover your ears, start Anthony Davis at fucking center. There's no need for DeAndre Jordan to be out there ever. But maybe Allington is that option that um, helps uh, unlock common sense for the Lakers. Let's look at the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Dylan Brooks, still probably a couple of weeks away with that hand problem, broken hand. Um, I, I would expect maybe first week of November for Brooksy to return. Just remember, yeah, Brooks is in a, in a points league. He's fine as a 12-team league guy. I wouldn't say he's a must-roster category league guy, but you can have him if you're looking for points. He's probably going to have some sort of an impact on um, uh, the wave pool, D'Anthony Melton and Desmond Bain. But will that be a gigantic impact? I don't know. Because they can just take Zaya Williams out of the rotation. That's 16, 17 minutes done there. Yeah, John Conchar or Xavier Tillman, they've been getting 17, 18 minutes a night too. So there is room for minutes there for Brooks. My worry is the shot attempts that Melton and, and Bain have been getting. We're still holding Melton and Brain, Bain pretty clearly. And I would have them over Brooks in every circumstance. But Brooks has a real tendency to come in and screw things up. So we are really worried about how that's going to impact those blokes. For the Heat, just a quick mention, the Victor Oladipo still remains out with that quad injury. I wouldn't expect him back until 2022 at some point, probably January, and then he won't be a 12-team league guy. He is burning a hole in your IL spot if you've got him held there. Um, the Bucks, look at this, look at these rotation guys. Drew Holiday had that heel problem, came back, and then hurt his ankle, and he's out again. Um, we hope that Drew is coming back soon. At this point, um, we don't have a status for him for Wednesday. Same with Brooke Lopez, who's missed the last three games with a sore back, and Bobby Portis with a hamstring problem that's ruled him out of all four games so far this year. Um, I Look, Lopez and Portis, I don't think are top 100 players. So if you are in a situation where you wanted to move on, especially Portis, yeah, it's not the worst decision to, to drop them. I probably wouldn't. I, I almost definitely wouldn't, just because these aren't considered long-term situations. But if it drags, if Lopez's back drags, he's not that good where I have to hold him, I don't think. Drew Holiday, of course, we hold, and it's a bit of a buy low. Or Dante DiVincenzo, we're probably looking at another three, four weeks, maybe maybe a month 
plus maybe six weeks for him to return. Well, Shemi Ojale also hasn't played this season with that calf injury, and that's why we're getting Sandro Mamakalashvili and Thanasis Antetokounmpo playing rotation minutes because all their big men, Lopez, Portis, Ojale, they're all out. Let's go on to the next one. The Pelicans and Zion Williamson still out with his foot injury. I would expect... Look, that they said that he's there at practice. He's, he's moving around a little bit. He's doing some sideways movement. That's good. I would still think minimum, minimum two weeks for Zion, probably closer to four weeks until he's back playing. That That is just a guess. But based on what I've heard, based on conditioning, based on a ramp up, based on the fact that it's a bloody broken foot, I would expect you know, at absolute minimum two weeks, probably pushing four weeks. Well, Josh the Hitman Hart with that quad injury, played 10 minutes in the opener, hasn't played since. He's not a 12-team league guy, I don't believe. But he's probably... Look, we don't have an update on him for Wednesday. I would expect him back maybe by the weekend. But this quad injury, it is a little bit concerning just that it is a quad injury rather than a knee problem. Um, for the uh, New York Knicks, Nerlens Noel looks like he could return today. He's officially listed as questionable. He hasn't played yet this season. Will that impact what Mitch Robinson does? Probably a little bit. Is Noel going to be worth rostering? Look, if he plays 18 a night, probably not. 21 a night, then yes. I would have Noel on a 12-team roster for now and see what happens over these first couple of games. If he out, straight out of the gate plays 21 minutes, then there is enough value there as like a supercharged Matisse Leibel defensive specialist type player. I don't think he's playing 26 or 27. They are locking in with Mitch Robinson with big minutes there. But Noel can definitely come in and cut into that. For the Magic, we don't have any update on John Isaac. He said um, in an interview that he, the team wants him there at um, uh, around Christmas. That's not ideal. We don't have an update on Marco Fultz. The GM said that Fultz will be back before Isaac. That's not ideal. And then Shumra Kiki has no timetable to return either. I don't think that a Kiki is a 12-team league high enough value player that you have to hold him through this injury. I think Franz Wagner's established himself ahead of a Kiki at this point with how he's played. So I think Truman's coming off the bench. It's one more's out with a knee injury when Michael Carter-Williams is dealing with an ankle problem. Not that those guys are necessarily expected to be uh, rotation players even when they return. The best tasting protein bar is Bilt Bar. You know it. What's your favorite flavor? Orange, strawberry, salted caramel, cookies and cream, coconut, mint brownie. Whatever it is, Built Bar has it covered. And if you don't know what your favorite is, you can always get yourself a mixed box so you get to try all of those great flavors. They're not just delicious, though. They're also healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories per bar, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. And you can get these Built Bars for 15% off by using our promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. So order up, go to Built.com, and use that promo code LOCKED15. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. All right, let's look at the Philadelphia 76ers now. Joel Embiid, he's listed questionable again with this knee injury. He played through the back-to-back on it. We've got the Knicks coming up today. We don't have an update on it at this point. I think you have to be worried that we're already getting multiple questionable tags with Embiid with this knee after he looked to bang it like in game one, I think it was. That is not ideal. Hopefully, look, he obviously played through it on the weekend, but let's hope that it doesn't become... Um, Let's let's yeah, let's just hope that it's not something that keeps cropping up. Andre Drummond missed last game with an ankle injury. He's questionable for today as well, while Shake Milton has already been ruled out. And as for Ben Simmons, he is out due to um, mental readiness to play. I have absolutely no doubt that Ben Simmons and his mental health are not good. 
You could have seen that in the playoffs last year. There is no doubt that that is that, that is an issue for him. I, I don't think anyone can debate that. I don't. I also think that's right to have some skepticism about his camp, perhaps using it as a way for him to get paid while he's holding out, because you could have you know said this mental um, readiness part of it weeks, months ago, which which is totally fine. Again, not downplaying that, and and I, there's a hundred percent there is a mental aspect to it here. Whether fantasy sites provide him with injury reserve designation, I'm not sure. And it doesn't appear like there's any sort of resolution coming. Although, I will say this, the recent rhetoric coming out from the Sixers makes me feel like he will play a game for them this season. I don't know when, but I reckon he might play. Um, and if I want to just go off onto a, a sidetrack here, this... People hand-wringing over, oh, Ben shouldn't be eligible for IR. Kyrie shouldn't be eligible for IR. It's it's like, oh, suspension shouldn't be eligible for IR. It's just bullshit. Like, it just negatively impacts a fantasy league. I think that that IL Plus that Yahoo introduced last year is one of the best things they could have done. It gives you way more flexibility with that injured slot rather than we have to wait. Like, And they've got these bullshit rules. Well, it's not actually three games out where someone has to be uh, you know, listed or out for three games before we give them injured designation. No, they have to be out for seven plus days. That's what Yahoo literally told me yesterday. Yet they gave Bobby Portis the INJ tag after five days. And then they said that if they're out for weeks in preseason, that doesn't contribute. So Nerlens Noel hasn't played for like four weeks. That didn't contribute to his seven plus days of being out. But yeah, Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez get the tag after four or five days. So that's why my problem is with having just the regular IL slot is that you're dealing with rules which aren't consistently enforced. So some people get an advantage. You've got Brooke Lopez. You slot him into your IL slot. Great. You've got the extra roster spot. You've got Nerlens Noel. You can't do that. Yet they've been out the same amount of time. In fact, Noel's been out longer. It's ridiculous. Like that's why IL, you're out. You're not playing, bang, into injured reserve. You're not playing, you're Kyrie Irving, bang, you're into injured reserve. Uh, there's nothing, just, and again, make it inactive reserve instead of injured reserve, and then you won't have anyone chirping, no, oh, he's not actually injured, he's suspended, he's uh, you know, not ready to play, he's, whatever, just make it inactive. We don't care, we're, we're fantasy. We're not here for you know saving pay, we're not the owners paying them or anything like this. Like, this shit needs to, you just have IL+, plus. reduce these restrictions. It makes the fantasy game worse. And I don't know why anyone would want that. Let's look at the Suns. Cameron Payne is going to be reevaluated another week without a hamstring injury. <clears throat> I guess that means for deeper leagues, Alfred Payton's uh, in the mix. We saw him play some decent minutes the other night in that blowout. So deeper leagues, Alfred Payton now becomes the backup point guard. It might help Landry Shaman a little bit, although he's not a point guard's asshole. But he's a guy, a guy that's going to get minutes off the bench as a guard. But Peyton's the guy in deeper, deeper leagues that you can look at. Now, this next one, uh, I don't know. Is it is it explosive? Maybe. Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard is playing terribly. All right? He is playing terribly. You'll see there on the YouTube that I've got him listed as having an abdomen issue. I have spoken to people around the Blazers. I obviously can't say who. There is conjecture around the Blazers. Not conjecture. This is known around the Blazers. He has had an abdominal issue for many, many years. The conjecture around the Blazers is that he significantly worsened this injury 
at the Tokyo Olympics. So much so that the consideration was when he came back that it would need surgery. Dame said, no, we're not doing the surgery. And now he's playing through it. He does, he, just watch him. Watch him try to take threes. He can't get that like lift and explosion to hit the threes. Watch the grimacing on his face. Watch how he is. It's bad, man. Now, you'd look at these shooting numbers and go, he's a buy low. And he is to a degree. But another thing, we're speaking to Blazers people. If this shit continues to go sideways and go bad, and they keep losing, and Lillard is in this much pain and this much discomfort, do not be surprised if he gets abdominal surgery, which probably ends his season. Now, I am not saying this is going to happen. I'm just telling you that surgery was on the cards or was an option for Lillard for this abdominal injury in the preseason after the Olympics. It didn't happen, and he is clearly still bothered by it. So if the season goes in the toilet and they start losing games and he starts looking like this, it might become inevitable that that he needs this surgery. So just if you are buying low for him, be really careful. I'd also be, if CJ McCollum wasn't like a top 10 player at the moment, I'd be trying to acquire him because his value will go through the roof. But I'm absolutely shit scared of Lillard missing a bunch of time because of this injury. Just keep it in your head. Norman Powell, we don't have a firm timetable on his knee injury. I would expect a couple of weeks, but all the Blazers have done is ruled him out for yesterday's game. That's it so far. And Tony Snell hasn't played this year with a foot injury. I think Powell we want to hold on. Um, especially if we can slot him in IR, but we just don't know how long this time frame is. He's not good enough to maintain being held onto through um, your multiple, multiple weeks if you don't have injured reserve though, Norman Powell. Darren Fox, another one, not an official injury, but he is dealing with a shoulder injury. He's not out. He hasn't missed time, but he's playing shithouse. So I wanted to mention Darren Fox and his shoulder injury, that it is a problem that is definitely impacting him. That, to me, is more of a buy low because I think that'll eventually get better and then his value will go back up. But just be aware that he is playing through a, a shoulder problem. He's downplaying it, but it's a real issue. The Raptors, some good news on Pascal Siakam. Shoulder injury, practice in full. I reckon we might get him back next week. How that impacts Barnes, Trent, Achua, I don't know. I think what it will mean, to be honest that Boucher won't play. I think Barnes will still get 30, maybe not 35. And Siakam's going to have good value. Yudawad Anabe also practicing full. He's not going to be a rotation player though, um, dealing with his calf problem. For the uh, Jazz, Rudy Gay is out. He might be back next week, but he just slides into a bench role, taking some of those Eric Paschal minutes. And then in Washington, we know Thomas Bryant. I would expect January for Tom to return. We don't have any firm timetable on Rui Hachimura as he returns from his personal issue, and now he's getting his conditioning right. So there must have been something decently serious where he couldn't work out and he's lost all his conditioning. I don't think Hachimura is a 12-team league player. In points leagues, yes, fine. Um, Category leagues, I wouldn't be bothering with him. What he is going to impact, though, is Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, will Kuzma continue to start and play 35 minutes? Probably not, but he might start at the three. I am not convinced that Kuzma, much like Hachimura, 
are solid 12-team guys. And by solid, I mean, are they going to be consistent top 120 guys? And I would have, I think the answer to that is no. Hull Neto is dealing with a shoulder issue. If he misses time, then Aaron Holiday is probably that guy that, uh, that gets the most of a bump there. Guys, that'll do it for this injury show. I hope you guys gained some information out of it. Let me know down in the comments below. Also, thumb it up, subscribe, tell all your friends, and audio guys. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app, guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.